day it's never dry. It's always full of his presence. Amen. And something happens when we hunger after him. We can sense him. Amen. I feel Jesus. for your anointing. I know tonight it's not by my might, it's not by my power, but it's by your spirit that words of life can be spoken and an unction can flow that will bring life-changing power into the lives and to the hearts of the hearer. So I draw on that anointing tonight and I thank you that these hearts are open and receptive to the word of God in Jesus name. And everyone that agreed said, amen. Amen. Well, seated you may be. Praise the Lord. Like I said this morning, we taught on set me ablaze. And again, if you weren't here, you want to get that CD. If for nothing else... You want to get it so you can find out who was in my lineage. I had a man in my lineage who went by the nickname of Booger Red. Booger Red. And I forgot to tell y'all, because this is important, that Booger Red on his deathbed got saved. Hallelujah. (laughs) He lived a booger life most of his life. But when he had, he was, I don't know, probably early 70s, late 70s, he had a stroke. And my grandmother 
So now you know who he was, my grandfather. My grandmother was a good little Baptist lady, and her little pastor went up and led him to Jesus before he stepped out into eternity. So praise the Lord. Y'all will get to meet Booger Red in heaven. Yay. So anyway, you want you want to hear the in-depth version of that story? Get the CD or go online. Well, we mentioned also now that the preface for our message this morning really was a word that Brother Copeland got for 2018. And I'm not going to go into detail and read all of that again. You can find that on their website. But just a quick little synopsis of 2018. He said, the Lord spoke to him, 2018 is the year of the Holy Ghost and what? Fire. Now let's all say it like I say it. Fire, fire, fire. Woo! The year of the Holy Ghost and fire, fire, fire. Amen? And then another dear friend of ours, Pastor Mark Brzee, him and his wife have been in this church many times. And I was listening to him last Sunday morning, I do believe it was. And as he was preaching on on New Year's Eve, he just stopped and he said, the Spirit of God has just dropped something in my heart. And he has told me that in 2018, how important it is for us to be led and stay full. To be led and to stay full. You got that? Be led and to stay full. Well, no, both of those statements involve the work of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. To be led and to stay full. That bears such strong witness with my heart. So I started thinking about that today as well. Number one, to be led. So let's just look at some passages of scripture that goes along with these as, uh, as we get to where we're going tonight. Romans eight fourteen and 15. New King James. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... These are the sons of God. So it's important in 2018 to be led. And if we're going to be led, what do we have to be? First of all, sons of God. You know, people out there in the world are led sometimes, but they're not led by the Spirit of God. They're led by the devil. That's not who we are, though. We're going to be led by what? Not the spirit of the devil. Not the spirit of this age. Not the spirit of this world. You know, it's not even a good thing to be led by your flesh. We talked about this morning that sometimes we just have to say, Lord, here am I. Burn out those ungodly desires. Burn that out of me. I'm not going to be led by my flesh. I am not going to walk in the flesh and fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'm going to be led by what? The Spirit of God because I'm a child of God. And then verse 15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. One translation says, Daddy, 
daddy. Is he your daddy, daddy? We ought to have that kind of relationship with him. We honor him. We reverence him. Of course, he is our heavenly father. He's father God, but he wants us to have that kind of a close relationship with him that we can just come into his presence and say, daddy, daddy, God, daddy, daddy, God, I need you today to have that revelation. He's in me and I'm in him. Nothing to fear. I draw near so I can hear clear. 2018, be led. Hear clear. Walk in the spirit. Don't be led by the things of this world. Don't be led by fear. What is fear? Fear is false evidence appearing real. And if we just bombard ourselves with bad news all day long, we can get in fear and we can start being, being led by tormenting spirits and being led by fake news. That's not who I want to be led by. I'm going to be led by the spirit of the living God. Not by the devil. You know, the devil knows some things and he'll try to deceive us and pull us this direction and try to get you to make mistakes in life. He'll try to even sometimes show up as an angel of light just to say, oh, this is God. I've appeared to you in this supernatural way. Everything that shows up supernaturally is not God. We got to have discerning on the inside of us. We are living in a day and an age when the devil is going to try to deceive even the elect. But say, not me. me. I hear hear. and I obey. obey. The Lord is my shepherd. I am his sheep. sheep. And the voice of a stranger, stranger. I'm not going to listen to. Now, you want to hear a funny story that you've probably heard about the devil knowing some things and trying to deceive. Y'all have heard me tell this probably, but uh, how many of you have ever heard of Dr. Lester Sumrall? Well, Dr. Lester Sumrall was known for whooping up on the devil. He just would go about and cast the devil out of people. If the enemy tried to manifest in, his play, in, in, in front of him, listen, he had no chance. That brother Summerall knew who he was in Christ and he knew his authority. And people would come to him from all over the place. You know, people want help. They want to be delivered. And then if they find out that you got the answer and you know how to pray in Jesus' name and you know your authority, they'll come. They'll come to the source of help. Amen. So when he was younger, he was, uh, his brother-in-law, whose name was Murphy, he lived near him and brother summer-in-law was trying to train him and bring him up on how to deal with devils. So they got this call that this woman was really demon possessed. And so brother summer-in-law was like, no problem. So he says to Murphy, now this is what we're going to do though. We're going to go over at this lady's house tomorrow at 10 o'clock and we're going to cast the devil out of her. But what we need to do now, Murphy, we need to be prepared. So we're going to fast and pray. We're going to fast tonight. We're going to fast in the morning. Then we're going to go over there and cast the devil out. 
So the next morning, Brother Sumrall, Murphy came to pick him up. They go over to this lady's house. They walk into the door, and Brother Sumrall walks in there with power and authority. And he said, we've come to cast you out. He said, we've been fasting and praying and you are coming out in the name of Jesus. And this woman, this demonic power in her, in a man's voice said, Murphy ate. (laughs) Murphy ate. Brother Summerall turned to Murphy and he said, Murphy, is that true? Did you eat? He said, I fasted dinner last night, Brother Summerall, but I was so hungry this morning. Yes, I ate breakfast. (laughs) And Brother Summerall looked at that demon-possessed person and he said, I don't care if Murphy ate. You're coming out anyway in the name of Jesus. So you know the devil will try to deceive. He'll try to show you things. He'll try to even bring condemnation. How would you like to bend Murphy at that moment? The devil told off on him. Not a good thing to happen. But anyway, we're going to draw near. (laughs) We're going to hear clear. We're going to walk in the spirit this year. Amen. And we're going to be ready. Ready to lay hands on the sick. Ready to cast out devils. Ready to be a shining witness for Jesus. Amen. And then the second thing that the Lord spoke to Brother Mark Brzee, stay full. So Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. This is the Amplified. But ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Be being filled denotes a continuous drinking in. It's not a one-time experience. Now, if I was to ask somebody in here, if they'd ever been drunk, how do you stay drunk in the natural? I know I can't ask PT. You know, PT and I, we got a lot in common. We were Pentecostal kids and proud of it, right? Let's pat ourselves on the back. No, anyway, (laughs) no. But thank God, I'm glad that he didn't grow up exposed to a lot of things of the world. I didn't either, and I've never been drunk. On alcohol, I will boldly say it because I didn't need it. I didn't need the substitute of this world because I repeatedly got filled with God's new wine. It's so fine. It's so fine. God's new wine. But I could walk over here and find somebody. Brother Raul. <laughs> I would assume you were probably an expert in this, Phil. <laughs> so if you wanted to stay drunk in the natural, what would you have to do? Keep drinking. <laughs> so it's the same. Because we don't have the fake. We don't have the counterfeit. We got the real. Hallelujah. So he said, ever be filled. Continuously drink in of the Spirit of God. And listen to this, folks. For 2018, the fuller you are, the further you'll go. The fuller you are, the further you'll go. Full of what? Full of the Word and full of the 
Holy Ghost. It's going to take us places. We got a race to run. And it will, and we got things that need to be done. It's not going to happen if we don't get and stay full of the Spirit. Places we need to go. Can't get there on empty. You want to go somewhere in your car? You got to fill your tank up. So guess what? You're in the right place at the right time tonight. Do you know that we're never going to have another service exactly like this? You know why? Because there's going to probably, hopefully, (laughs) next week, maybe even Wednesday night, there's going to be a few more people added. And some of you won't be here. Next Sunday night, there's going to be some more people that come and some people that stay home. The atmosphere will never be exactly the same because of who's here and because of the supply that you brought and because of the needs that you have in your life. So you're in the right place at the right time. And just a little bit, we are going to have a fresh fire laying on of hands because the atmosphere is right for it. Amen. Everybody say, I'm in the right place. At the right time. And I love that the Holy Spirit is being emphasized for 2018. I had such a witness in my heart when I began to hear that. And I just began to pray. I was really praying when I found out I was going to be preaching this morning and tonight. Really praying. But on the inside of me, I just had this, like this urgency that people get Filled with the Holy Ghost. And I believe that this year we are going to see more and more people come into the fullness of the things of the Spirit. I know y'all are the Sunday night crowd. I'm sure the majority of you in here are already filled with the Holy Spirit. But there are many in our congregation who are not. And sometimes the reason is just a lack of knowledge. But a lot of times it's just there's no desire. They're just like, okay, I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. What else do I need? What else do I need? I want all that God has for me. How about you? So I've been contending and I've been praying about that. And I am expecting an explosion in the realm of the Spirit. An explosion of Holy Ghost power and outpouring. Anybody is welcome to come to this church. But if you don't want to hear about being filled with the Holy Spirit, you may not be comfortable. That's our goal. That's our aim. To get people out of their comfort zone. And get people stirred up on the inside so that there is a hunger. And there is a desire for more of the things of God. And when I was meditating on this... Be led and stay full. I was reminded how God led the children of Israel. Look with me over, you know, when they were out in the wilderness over in Exodus chapter 13, verse 21 and 22. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So as to go by day 
and by night. Verse 22, he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. And then over in Exodus chapter 40, verse 38, for the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day and fire was over it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journey. So as I was meditating on it, what came to me was, you know, the tabernacle was a place of the Shekinah glory, God's presence. And the people knew that God's presence was there. They'd been told that, but they also had visible signs, the cloud and the fire at night. The cloud and the fire at night. And when I read that, it jumped off of the pages at me and I heard this phrase, fire becomes important at night. Fire becomes important at night. They couldn't see the cloud at nighttime. So God had to show up with fire. And what came to me was this, that maybe some of you are in a night season. Maybe some of you are in a midnight hour. What's going to bring you illumination? What's going to bring you light? What's going to bring you direction? Fire. The fire of God becomes important at night. It gives you sight in the darkness. It brings brightness when you feel like there is no brightness. Has anybody ever been in a situation where you're like, Lord, feels like these walls are caving in on me. I just sense darkness and and oppression around me. You know what? You can say, oh, Lord, send the light fire of Holy Ghost stir up on the inside of me and then you begin to pray and you begin to speak in other tongues and that fire will rise up on the inside of you the Holy Ghost brings enlightenment the fire will light your way when you can't see When you don't know what you're supposed to do. And you know that I am not a prophecy of doom and gloom and despair. But yesterday, as I was praying and I read this scripture and that phrase had come up that fire is important at night. I just sensed that, you know, for the church, it's days of glory upon the earth. But for the world, there is despair and there is darkness. And if we don't walk in the light that we have, we can be setting ourselves up for attacks of the enemy. Martha sent me something, and this is just a little clip from another man of God that said something about 2018 will be a very unusual year. Like the writings of Charles Dickens. It is the best of times. It is the worst of times. For believers who will walk closely with the Lord, it will be the best of times. Everybody say, that's me. But for the world, it will be, will seem to be the worst of times. 
Why is that? Because darkness, darkness is out there. And as I was praying, I just sensed in my heart that it was like an urgency that the word needs to be spoken. That It's not a luxury to be led by the spirit of God. It's not an option to stay full of the Spirit. In this day and in this hour, there are lives that depend upon it. For if you override the leadings of the Spirit, and if you allow your spirit man to be depleted, and you're just being completely led by your flesh, your life, your very life, could be in danger not that God would ever snuff anybody out that's not what he does but when we get on his territory we open the door and that's really what I had and I don't know that it was for anybody that was going to be here tonight but I've been praying over that so often we think Take the things of God as optional. Well, it's optional whether I go to church. It's my choice whether I read the word. It's optional whether I pray. Says who? That's not what the Bible says. He says we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Church attendance is important. He said we need to read the word. It's our very life. It's our very sustenance. And then he said, if you want to be a glow and burning with the spirit, you got to pray in the Holy Ghost. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You can't be led and you won't hear if you don't fellowship with our father. If we don't act like a child of God and have that rich, rich communion. Amen. So I believe it with all of my heart that we can and we should draw so near, draw so near this year and get rid of clutter. Get rid of those hindrances. Those unnecessary things that maybe in your thinking they're not a sin and perhaps they're not. But if they're not necessary, they're unnecessary. And they can trip us up. But the call tonight is this. Lord, set me ablaze I yield myself to the Holy Spirit how many of you say yes I do I yield myself to the Holy Spirit more of you and less of me we sing this song here and perhaps at the close we'll be able to sing it tonight by Jesus culture set me ablaze. The first part of that song says this. Set me ablaze. Set me ablaze. Till it's all 
that I know. Set me ablaze. Set me ablaze. So I'll never grow cold. Isn't that the temptation? To just get ho-hum about the things of God? To get cold spiritually? This is not a condemning message. Remember, I prayed and I believe who was supposed to be here is here. Maybe your part is to pray for somebody else, not go out and tell them, you're cold, man. You're really, really cold. You're really fire from God. No, to pray. Pray fervently, first of all, for ourselves. Look ourselves in the mirror. I had to stir myself up this week. I know what it's like to get busy with other things, to have your little grandbabies in your house, to feel like you might as well just move your bed into the kitchen because that's all you're doing during the holidays. I know that. I live in a body. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. And I am a Grammy. And there's a lot of different hats that we have to wear. And man, when we go into bed at night, and of course, Libby always sleeps with me when she comes. She doesn't, doesn't even ask now. She used to point to the office next to our master bedroom where pastor has a bed in there. She used to point and say, Papa, in there. <laughs> now Papa doesn't even ask. He just gets his little stuff, his little jammies on and marches to the office when Libby's in town. But I know what it's like to have to keep yourself stirred up when you got all these pulls happening in your life. But God is good. I found time to spend with him. And you know, at nighttime, it was so precious with my little granddaughter. She always says this. She doesn't like to go to bed. I don't know where she got that. A little bit like Grammy. We like to stay up. And pastor over in the office is knocking on the wall. Uh, could you girls be quiet? But we're having, we're visiting. She always says, I want to visit. So one night, she said, Grammy, I'm having trouble at night. I'm having bad dreams. I can't go to sleep because I have this fear of having these same horrible bad dreams. And she told me what they were. And, you know, it's the devil. That torments little kids. So I'm preaching to her the word of God. And then I had my phone there. or well, Yeah, it was my phone or my iPad. And I said, now, Livy, well, good thing to do before you go to bed. We're going to pray. I prayed in tongues. She doesn't yet quite pray in tongues, but she listened and prayed with me. And then I said, we're going to listen to the word. And a lot of, a lot of times at night, I go to sleep listening to my spiritual father, Dad Hagen. Either I put a little earbud in my ear and just go to sleep listening to the word. So I took my little headphone off because I was going to do that. And I said, this is Grammy and Papa's spiritual dad. This is where we met. We're going to listen to Brother Hagen. And she fell right to sleep. So I was doing my best to stay stirred up with her in the word. You've got to make a choice. Seize the moment. Seize the opportunity. I was tired and I could have just said... Oh, that's ridiculous. Just go to bed. Grammy's tired. No, I gave her a little lesson in the word. We prayed. We listened to the word. Every night from there on while they were at our house, I'd say, honey, do you want to listen to Brother Hagen tonight? Yes, she said. Every night we went to sleep listening to the word. We can stir ourselves up. We can stay connected. It is a choice. It may not always be easy on the flesh, but we can do it. Amen. So we're going a little bit longer than I thought, but it's 733. Y'all still here? 
Yeah, you're still here. All right. So let me just say this about fire as we prepare to pray. Think about man's fascination with fire and dependency upon fire in the natural. Cavemen, they had to have fire to keep warm, to cook their food. Fire is basic to the essential survival of mankind. You watch these shows, they drop them off some deserted island or whatever. What's the first thing they do? they got to build a fire. Fire is important. If it's that important in the natural, spiritual fire is essential in the life of the believer. Amen. Wesley Duell, I quoted him this morning. And he said this. He said, a, a, a passionless Christianity will not put out the fires of hell. The best way to fight a raging forest fire is with fire. Y'all have heard them say that, right? They got to go out there and fight fire with fire. Well, guess what? We have the power. We have the fire of God that is greater than the fires of hell that may be raging around us. Fires of hell have an expiration date. Did you know that there's coming a day when the devil is going to be thrown into the bottomless pit? How many of you can say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Ha ha, devil. The, the fires of hell have an expiration date. But God's fire will never ever run out. We quoted it today, Hebrews twelve twenty nine. Our God is a consuming fire. God supplies the fire. We shouldn't try to manufacture it. There's a lot of strange fleshly fire happening in the body of Christ. And that's all I'll say about that. But we don't have to work up This fire, Jesus is the one who baptizes us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And once it comes, we have the responsibility to keep it burning. Over in Leviticus, if you want to look at it at a later date, if you really get into reading the book of Leviticus, I personally try to skip over it, but in the book of Leviticus... In chapter 6, it's an account of the altar for sacrifice being established and being lit. And it is kind of interesting. God initially set the fire, sent the fire to light the altar. And then five times after that, he instructed them, don't let the fire go out. Don't let the fire go out. For some of you, you came in here already lit. And I don't mean lit with a hot toddy. I don't even know what that is. But you're not lit with a fake fire. Some of you came in here already lit with the Holy Ghost. And that's great. And that's good. But you know what? We need to say, I am not ever going to let that fire go out. The zeal of God has consumed me. And I'm going to burn. And I'm going to burn. And I'm going to burn bright for Jesus. 
in 2018. Is that your cry? And if it, if it seems like that fire has just a little bitty ember, I got good news for you in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. It says, rekindle the embers. Fan the flame. Woo! Hallelujah! By letting the Holy Ghost blow on that flame on the inside of you. Amen. Let's all stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, just start praying in tongues. If you're not, just pray in English. Just start saying, Lord, stir me. Stir me up. I stir myself up. I stir myself up. I stir myself up. Oh, Oh Lord, Mashamakarita, Greshamadani Masambakata. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we pray as a congregation, we pray that there would be fresh fire, fresh fire that falls in our midst. Oh, Mashagindi Didi Mashambakata, Dadamasambaratalalabakata. For a fire to keep burning, wood has to constantly be added to it. Oh, Brashabakata, let there be a fresh fire ignited. Let there be a fresh fire, Yamashabarotamasata, in this congregation. Oh, hallelujah. Let there be a stoking, a stoking of the fire of God on the inside of us. And Father, we do pray. We pray for those that have not yet been filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. We are asking you, Lord, we're asking you for explosions, Holy Ghost explosions to come into the lives of people in this congregation. Lord, we're creating an atmosphere in this very place. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost explosions in our individual lives and in our corporate corporate church services. Oh, Lord Jesus, oh, oh, the baptism of the Holy Ghost in fire. Oh, Lord, let it be as in days gone by. Let it be like it was at the Azusa Street outpouring. Let it be so, Lord, that people will come from near. People will come from far. They will come to places where there's an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. This is a marked place. This is a habitation. A habitation for you, Lord. It has been dedicated unto you. It has been consecrated unto you. Oh, Lord.
Just pray with me for a moment. Oh, Lord, I see that. I see that in my heart. I see firebrands. Firebrands. You are raising up firebrands. Oh, For fire is contagious. Fire will spread. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Let's just pray a little bit longer. Oh, Lord. Send the fire. Send the fire. Send the fire. Lord, on hearts that are hungry, on those that have not yet opened up their heart to the baptism. Lord, we're thanking you for Holy Ghost encounters. Holy, say that with me. Holy Ghost encounters. Divine visitations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And nimi sukurinta masapakidin de bako shambrota de de masabareta. And nimi shundini masabeka to rema shambrotidita. And many of you that are here tonight, if you will open up your heart and say, Here am I, Lord, you shall be used not only to lay hands on the sick, but you shall be used to lay hands on people to be filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Oh, my Jabakataha, these signs shall follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick. They'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. Oh, now this is what we're going to do. I've asked Pastor Tom if they can sing that song, Set Me Ablaze. We got it up there, PT, you think? Hallelujah. And as we are singing this song, I want to invite you to come to the front. As I was praying even today, I was like, Lord, such as I have, give I to you, first of all. And such as I have, I will give to others under the direction of the Holy Spirit. I was baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I had an encounter with fire when I was 11 years old. And this is not to glorify me, not to glorify man in any way, fashion, or form. But when you are called into fivefold ministry, there are giftings and there are certain, certain anointings that God will grace you with. Pastor Mark, he's extremely anointed in the area of teaching on faith and healing and laying hands on the sick. One of the things, and I'll just confess it to you, I have let it go a little bit dormant. But for many years, when I would go to pray for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit, there was a tangible fire that would come into my hands. And I'm sensing that coming back because I am stirring myself up. This is the year of the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So such as I have as your pastor, I give tonight.